Hi friends, I'm Tierney. And I'm Shelby. And we're Dead Drunk. Happy 2020. Woo, new year. Same me. New year, <laughs> same us. Same Dearney and Shelby. Woo. It's great. I love that for us. I love that journey for us. Me too. Do you have any new year's? Res- oh my God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any new year's resolutions? This no. Year? You know what my aunt always says is uh, you don't set resolutions, you set goals. Mm. But I haven't made any of those either. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my dentist would it. like me to say that my resolution is to floss more. So, uh, oh, my Dr. dentist Vignali, wants me. If you are listening, <laughs> bro, I'm gonna floss, baby. My dentist wants me to pay three hundred and twenty something dollars to get a cleaning. That's all what? I want is a cleaning. Are you joking? No, I haven't been there since 2011. So they need to take X-rays and stuff. <sighs> I hate that. I yeah. just went to the dentist like a month ago, and I was actually there for like 20 minutes, and then I left. It was great. It was very efficient. See, that's what happens when you regularly go to the dentist. <laughs> when you go every six months. Like but I don't, I don't do that. Yeah. I, I didn't for a while because I had a, a fear of the dentist. Because when I was about 12, um, I had to get a filling. And my dentist, her name was Dr. Trompka. <laughs> and she came in. She picked the perfect career. I know. I know. <laughs> she came in like late because she, apparently she couldn't get her garage door to open or something crazy what she's a dentist yeah i know you let that person in your mouth (laughs) uh yeah hold on it gets worse so i uh was laying there 12 year old me and she was like oh it's just a very small filling so we're not going to give you any novocaine and i was like uh what like can you like explain what's going to happen like can you help me like i'm 12 and she's like fine fine we'll give you the novocaine and she gives me the novocaine and she is like inches from my mouth about to drill and her assistant or the like the hygienist or whatever is like um dr chomka it's the other side of her mouth that needs <gasps> the filling and so <laughs> she just wheeled around to the other side and started drilling without novocaine on that side so this side of my face is numb and they're drilling on the other side and it's the most painful thing i've ever felt in my entire life and i um i never went back Oh my god. Yeah, so I have some anxiety when it comes to the dentist. That's the most ridiculous thing in the world. But uh my new dentist is great. <laughs> that's <laughs> that what you have to you have to shop around and that's my problem with mm-hmm. doctors. Yeah. Is that that's why it took me so long to settle on a gynecologist and now I'm really upset that my gynecologist is like retiring. Oh my god, mine retired too, but she was kind of awful. So, well, I was I had an issue where I was like, it hurts down there. And all the girls I saw were like, uh, I don't know what that is. And I was like, uh-huh, thanks. Twenty five dollar copay. Thanks for your help. Thanks for Not. nothing. Yeah. And then I, I called him on the phone and explained it. And he was like, oh, I know what it is. Come in. He did. He knew what it was over the phone. And now he's retiring. <sighs> that sucks. I'm sorry. Dr. Perks, you don't need to play more in your band. Get back to work. Is that his? Is that his thing? He's gonna. He does have a band. I don't know what he's gonna do. I want it to be a band of gynecologists and be like the Vagina Ballads or like I don't. <laughs> it's not. 
But like, I wish it was. That would be great. You know, like Marshall's band and how I met. Didn't Marshall have a band and how I met your mother, or did I his think. coworkers have a band? I have no band? idea. I don't and remember. it was like lawyer themed. My uh, my earth science teacher, and actually he wasn't my earth science teacher, but he was an earth science teacher at my high school. I was just like one of those kids that like went and hung out with him because I'm weird. No, I, I hung out with my biology teacher. It's not weird. Yeah, but he wasn't even my teacher. Yeah, but you know <laughs> who the good teachers are. Yeah, that's true. Shout out Mr. Bizarro. Um, he always said that if he started a band, he would want it to be called Continental Drift. And I'm like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. That's not like a, a bad band, band of band like name. science teachers. Yeah. <laughs> yes that's, that's a not band. a band name though. so mr bizarro now that i'm a teacher can i be in your band continental drift let me know <laughs> shoot me a text <laughs> he could probably be in a band with my earth science teacher who said that he became an earth science teacher because they get to show the most movies oh nice that was his whole i was pretty pissed because i could have had mr bizarro but instead i had mr rosen who was a washed up meteorologist and uh, he was <laughs> so he would always go so i used to be a meteorologist oh my god no he would talk about it all the time and he <laughs> said that, that he was so funny on the air that they made a, a like a blooper reel of him when he retired and i'm like i need to find it but like what happened was he not funny in the classroom he was just very strange i don't <laughs> i don't know and I, I had this kid in my class named chubbs he he called he was, himself his name he called himself chubbs <laughs> yes i think his name was sean but he he called himself chubbs and that's not better than he sean? would interrupt class literally every day and he would just like raise his hand and mr rosen would be like yes sean or Chub- i don't know i don't think the teacher called him chubbs i would um, <laughs> hope not <laughs> and uh he would be like what what's your favorite hamburger topping and he would just <laughs> ask like different food related questions and he he would answer in the middle of class i should have done that and we just get so off topic and i'm like what is going on oh the regrets one time i sat right in front of this kid and one time he had two apples that he was eating for breakfast and he was like double fisting the apples he would like take one bite from one apple and one bite from the other go for it he started singing like a, a song that he was making up comparing the apples he's like this one is juicier but this one is more firm and i like this red one but the yellow one is also good and i'm like what are you doing i feel like where is chubbs now because uh, i feel like he'd be a really interesting adult like he was his prime self in high school so he probably just got better with age well i don't know we had a falling out because i dated his friend and wait you only dated like one guy in high school right so like that guy i wish i only dated one guy in high school oh me too i wish i didn't date anybody in high school (laughs) if i'm being i don't know if you can even call it dating though it's like like oh like we're going out and we talk at school and then like i don't know oh okay no yeah oh i did that a bunch in high school i regret all of it oh he's he's a cook now yeah chubbs so that yeah, apple comparing chubbs. was just preparation for culinary school i guess where I does he cook was he in albany yeah in albany dope oh wait this one says pittsburgh maybe he's in pittsburgh now but there ah. are other restaurants listed that were definitely in albany what my mom's favorite restaurant is on here uh, i'm not gonna go to pittsburgh to meet chubbs though yeah no i mean i, I might <laughs> <laughs> maybe i'll send chubbs a message like hey chubbs What's up these days, buddy? What's going on? You still comparing apple taste? <laughs> now all of his food questions make a lot of sense. Uh, he like he took that and made it into a career. Yeah. Good yeah. for you, Chubbs. Good 
Good on ya. Good we on took ya, our love of true crime and just made it. And our love of alcohol. And, and made it, it together into a and hobby. Made it into a podcast. <laughs> a podcast and a hobby and like sometimes lucrative. We made yeah. $10 this past yeah, year. Yeah, we did. It was, no, including merch. I think it was like 50 bucks. Ooh. Do you know how much alcohol that is? That's like one. That's a good bottle of cake bottle. bread. That's what it is. It's cake <laughs> bread. <laughs> we should just buy a bottle of champagne. Oh, I, you could buy a box of Prosecco. That's what my mom did for Christmas. And then she was like, Shelby, we need some for New Year's. And I was like, what do you think I'm going to do? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm one small person. <laughs> I just need one. I just need one. Um, yeah. So speaking of alcohol, our drink this week is called the Phantom. Because as you have probably seen from our title, we're doing the Phantom of what? We're doing the Phantom of Heilbronn today. And so our phantom cocktail from en.1001cocktails.com <laughs> I love website names. Tells us that what you're going to do is <laughs> take a glass. That's step one. <laughs> okay. Step two, you're going to pour liqueur 43 into this glass that's already filled with ice cubes. I've never heard of liqueur 43 before today, but apparently it's a Spanish liqueur and it has What's like 43 ingredients, but they're a mystery as to what exactly they are. Wasn't there a terrible movie called movie 43 also? Oh and yeah. Like <laughs> I think I went to see it like in theaters. And I don't yeah, know why. I don't know if I ever saw it, but I remember seeing like the posters for it. It was ridiculous and i left not knowing what i had seen i believe it <laughs> i believe it so but that's not how this drink is going to leave you right there's like more things <laughs> uh, no there's the core 43 and then you also add absolute vodka i'm sure that you can use any type of vodka that you like but this website says absolute and then milk and you mix them together and you serve in a highball glass I love milk, so... I was just going to say, you love milk, so this makes a lot of sense for you. For you. <laughs> also, I saw... I'm sure you saw it, too, on Facebook. That post that said, anybody who drinks a glass of milk is, like, a crazy person. Who wants a glass of oh milk? And I, I was see like, people tyranny. making fun of people that drink milk all the time, and it, like, grinds my gears. <laughs> <laughs> milk is delicious, okay? <laughs> I I just love it. Not almond milk, not... I mean, I'll drink almond milk in my coffee, but mm. like if I'm going to have a glass of milk, like I need like the cows right straight from the cow's udder. <laughs> you have a <laughs> cow sitting in your backyard just for when cow. you're thirsty. Imagine. But I, I have some questions for Oreo because I think milk's favorite cookie is really Chips Ahoy. Because when you put <sighs> Chips Ahoy in milk, there's really nothing better. Yeah. They literally fall apart in your yeah. mouth. Good. Oreo, come at me. Like yeah. I, I mean, Oreos are good. Oreos and are really Oreos, good. You can, but you can take a fork and you put it in through the cream of the Oreo and then you use that to dip in the milk so you, the whole thing gets soft. Oh, you've just changed my whole world. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I got to do hack. that. Life That's hack. That's probably a really good life hack for the dog Oh, my stuff. God. Oh, my God. Oh, what? my God. <laughs> what was just on you? It was you? a stink bug and I thought it was like a clump of hair. And so I, I, I picked it up in my fingers and then it was alive. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> the right. stupid stink bugs. Oh Fuck you guys. I hated that. I hated oh. every minute of that. Oh my God. Okay. You know what I did see? I also saw this really great meme where <laughs> I think that I think Gabby posted it, but shout out Gabby if you listen. Um, she... <laughs> 
she posted it and it was just this word meme and those are my favorite ones and it was just like you know what i don't think god put two stink bugs on the ark i don't think he said to put two <laughs> i stink saw bugs. that too yeah yeah <laughs> like i no, that didn't happen no oh there's no God, way that was terrifying okay <laughs> anyway <clears throat> speaking of terrifying let's get into the case of the phantom of Heelbron. and yes i had to phonetically write out heel brawn in my notes um and so i should preface that the, all the crimes in this case took place in germany so there are a lot of german names in places that are very important to the case but uh, even though my ancestry DNA did tell me that I'm approximately 7% German. Oh, I'm also German. Oh, my God. Love that for us. Yeah. Um, can't speak it, though. Can't, <laughs> no, I no. can make it up. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> Bruno Hopman. <laughs> so I can't pronounce any of these oh, names. Oh, call back to Hopman. Call back. Um, so I'm apologizing for this now. I don't want to hear it. I know that I can't pronounce the names and I'm really trying. I went on youtube and typed them in so they could pronounce them for me and i don't know how well this is gonna go but yeah she did she did i did we're trying yeah i'm really trying here okay <clears throat> so on may 23rd of 1993 police arrived at the home of lisa letta it's <laughs> not it lisa 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 lata lisa lata okay schlinger Wait, what? That's not that's Lise, her first Lise name. Lisa Lata Schlanger. <laughs> that's her name. Schlanger. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> she was a sixty-two-year-old church warden, and according to Crime Magazine, Schlanger had been strangled by a wire that was taken from a bundle of flowers that were left on her coffee table. Oh my god! Besides the murder weapon, nothing else seemed to be left behind. They could not recover any fingerprints, blood, or other incriminating information, really. However, they then noticed a teacup that was set behind, set beside Schlinger, and they decided to swap it for DNA just in case. When tested, it could not link them to anyone in particular, but they were able to indicate that it belonged to a woman, and it was of a woman that was not their victim. Whoa. The case went cold for years. But in 2001, something interesting happened. Another murder, one strikingly similar to Schlinger's, occurred in Freiburg or Freiburg? Probably Freiburg. I don't know. My Germans out there. F-R-E-I. It's fine. Freiburg. 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 I don't know. I I had a friend in grade school whose name was spelled like that, and it was Friedrich. Well, I had a coach in high school and it spelled like that and it was fry 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 tag was her name uh, i have no idea i feel I'm like really i've heard sorry. that name said free tag too i don't know you dude. know what free or fray it's whatever fine. Free, it's a fray, place fry. in germany i said it all the ways um so this was joseph walzenbach and he was wow. a 61 year old man and he was also found dead in his home he had also been strangled but this time, according to Crime Magazine, it had been done with a garden twine. Again, not much was left behind by the killer. But when a swab of DNA was taken from the door handle of the home, it matched the DNA that had been recovered eight years ago. Oh, my gosh. From the murder of Lisa Lata Schlenger. So both were 60-something. Yep. And both were strangled with, like, wires or twine, Something right? that was probably found in their home. Okay. So at this point, police believe that both murders had been done by a woman of Eastern European descent who seemingly was trying to rob the victims. However, although they had somewhat of a profile for the murderer, they really had nothing else to go on yet. Yeah, it doesn't seem like much of anything, really. No. 
I mean, you know, she's a woman and she's probably in Germany. But right. <laughs> but her, I mean, her DNA wasn't in the system or anything. So they right. had nobody to match it to. So a few months later, another connection was made. However, it was not another murder. Seven-year-old Jürgen Bueller was walking in a wooded area when he accidentally stepped on a used syringe. The boy brought the now-shattered syringe home with him to show his parents, and in a panic, they brought Bueller to the hospital. They believed that the syringe was probably used to elicit drugs, and they were scared that their son may have been exposed to HIV or another virus. Upon testing the syringe, they did not detect HIV. However, they did find traces of heroin and blood. So the blood was tested, and it was a perfect match to the DNA found in both Schlanger and Walzenbach's murders. Oh... Okay. So this allowed the police to expand their suspect profile, now including that the suspect was a drug user. According to Kurt Kletzer, a criminal profile, the suspect was probably from a, quote, damaged home life and needed to rob people to feed her drug habit. Oh, really? How did you <laughs> yeah. figure that one out? <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, my gosh. Poor little Jürgen. Is Jürgen okay? Uh, yes, Jürgen's fine. No HIV. Okay. How cute is a little boy named Jürgen? Jürgen Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Bueller. <laughs> However, the article from Crime Magazine that I've referenced so many times, it was just a really great article, sorry, um, did point out that nothing about these crimes was reckless, which didn't necessarily fit the profile that the police were constructing. Because although it made sense with the drugs and all that kind of stuff, the murders were very clean. You would expect a junkie to leave more evidence behind if they were hastily trying to feed their habits. You know what I mean? Yeah, a junkie doesn't calculate. A junkie's crimes are spur of the moment. I'm going to rob this person and then I'm going to go feed my drug habit. And they usually leave a, ra- a lot of DNA behind. Yeah. So. So this this drug addict is it good. Yeah. It doesn't exactly fit. So over the course of the eight years between 2001 and 2009, police were actually able to link the DNA of this woman who they began calling the woman without a face to upwards of 40 crimes. Wow. So I'm going to go through some of those. Uh, The DNA was found on a half-eaten cookie in a trailer that was broken into in October of 2001. It was found on a toy gun left behind in another robbery, this time in France in 2004. Wow. It was left on a stone that was used to smash a window during a robbery in Austria in 2006. Okay, so she's moving around Europe. Yeah. Um, It was at an optometrist store that was burglarized also in Austria in 2007. And in addition to this, there were upwards of 20 car break-ins in both Germany and Austria together that had this DNA. Wow. Yes. So Um, she's getting around. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So the DNA was also linked to other murders, and I'll get into some of those. Those Um, break-ins, though, before you get into those, those sound like actions of a junkie. Yeah, that's true. Um, So one of the very interesting cases that stumped police was a fight between two brothers in 2005 According to Crime Magazine, the fight escalated and one brother shot the other with a 7.65 caliber pistol. After the brother was charged for this crime, the DNA of the woman was found on the bullets. This was not too alarming to police, however, because the brother was described as a gypsy and may have had ties to the streets where they assumed the phantom woman was lurking. But it was kind of odd that her DNA somehow got on the bullets of this guy's gun. I would guess that she was close with that guy, right? Yeah. Because w- why would you have her? She must have, if they could find her DNA on the bullets right. very clearly, she was the one that loaded the gun, right? Uh, that's what they're thinking. But, you know, we don't know where he got the gun from and that kind of stuff. I'm not sure. 
Oh, like he the bought brother, it. Yeah, if you're getting it on the street, you could buy it loaded, right? Right. I, I've, I mean, I've never bought a gun on the street. I'm not I, sure. I'm just assuming that when yeah. you buy a gun on the street, you're not going to then go to an ammo store and be like, hey, I got this gun. I don't know. I mean, no idea. Um, but I mean, nothing came of questioning the man or anything. He didn't really have connections to her. Wow. On April 25th of 2007, Michelle Keyswetter, a 22-year-old police officer, was in her squad car with her partner in Heilbronn, Germany. And they were on their lunch break at around 2 p.m. when witnesses heard gunfire. Michelle's body was then found on the ground next to her car. She had been killed by a gunshot wound to the head. Her partner had also been shot in the head, but he would later survive after coming out of a coma weeks later. Unfortunately, it left him with no memory of what happened. Oh, man. Upon searching the car for forensic evidence, DNA was recovered, and it also matched the woman without a face. Oh, my gosh. This is getting me super frustrated, so I can't imagine how authorities in Germany were taking this, but probably not well. No. So after this attack on two of their own, police began doubling down on the case, determined to find this phantom of Heilbronn. At this point, eyewitnesses came forward and reported seeing men near the scene of some of these crimes. And this led police to believe that maybe their phantom was transgendered or at least an androgynous female because it matched a woman. However, they couldn't really rule anything out at this point because they had no leads. So they were kind of saying to people, like, it really could be anyone. Like, That's maybe a very open minded way to maybe think. it's a woman that could pass for a man. Like, we need to be. I don't know. It's a manly woman. Maybe. Or it is a trans- transgender is very open minded for what year is it? 2007 yeah yeah i mean i don't know how germany is maybe germany's more open-minded than i expected but i feel like everywhere is more open-minded than maybe not everywhere but like most european countries i feel like are kind of on the forefront of that stuff before it gets to us like i remember i think in the i correct me if i'm wrong listeners but i think in the transgender community People in America that were transgendered longer ago used to have to go to European countries to get. No, sex you're changes. right because in the um, remind me of his name and Ed Gein mm-hmm. in the Ed Gein case mm-hmm. he read about that woman that went to Switzerland or one of the Netherlands countries to get her surgery done. Right. right yeah. So, so that yeah okay. I'm not sure. Let me know about Germany. Do we have yeah. any German listeners? I don't know. Tell me. Are they good? They're probably great people. They're probably good people. I don't know. I want to go to a German beer hall. I don't know if we have any German listeners after um, our case where we did the horrible German accents. (laughs) I'm so sorry. But I mean, you you guys know you sound angry sometimes, right? Like, it's just angry. I I do want to go to a German beer hall, though. I feel like that would be a really, really fun party. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oktoberfest. Let's go to Germany. Ooh. That'd be fun. Yes. <laughs> if this right. podcast can make me a million dollars by October, I'm going to Oktoberfest. <laughs> In our show notes, we will link our GoFundMe, send Tierney and Shelby to Oktoberfest. Do you know they sing really fun songs? I mean, they do sing Sweet Caroline because that's like a, a like crowd-pleasing song, uh-huh. but they also have this song where like there's verses, and then they go like, Alice, who the fuck is Alice? And that's just the crowd. That's what they say after every verse. That's the... Oh, really? Like response. Well, it's amazing. Perfect. I don't know who the fuck Alice is, but yeah, like, neither do I. I'm also sorry about my cursing, but <laughs> mm. it's okay. Katie's not here. Somebody has to do it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So in this brings us to February of 2008. Three bodies were found in a river in Germany. They were of car salesmen that have. C- what? Sorry. <laughs> they were of car salesmen 
that had come to Germany to do just that, sell cars. However, they had been met with foul play on their journey. According to Crime Magazine again, the bodies had been executed and then driven about 15 miles before being dumped in the river. Oh my gosh. Where did they come from to sell their cars? Did it tell you that? I don't remember. Okay. My research is not good. Sorry. No, it's <laughs> it's good. I just, I mean, you knew they were car sales. I don't I think was just it like, said in that article. Wouldn't that, that really suck if you were like, I'm going to go sell some cars in Germany. Oh. I nope. actually think that they were going to Germany to like buy cars to then bring back to wherever they were to sell them. That makes more know. sense. Yeah. Um, but they were going there for business. It was right. a business trip. It was a business trip. Ooh, let's call it a business trip. And then we go to oh, yeah. October. Yeah. Well, we'll record a, a case. Yeah, it's October. research. It's yeah, research. Exactly. <laughs> so two men were pretty quickly arrested for this crime. Traces of blood from the victims were found on their car. However, so was the DNA of the phantom woman. This made police think, could this woman have been involved in the murder? Was she the executioner? And how notorious was the serial killer? And where was she? Police believed that they were breaking ground because now they had two accomplices of this woman in their custody. However, neither man would admit to her involvement in the crime. For some reason, they were protecting her. Police could just not figure out why. A break in the case, as you could say, happened in March of 2009. A man had been burned severely and police were trying to identify his corpse. When his fingerprints were taken, however, his DNA matched the phantom of Heilbronn. What? Police were baffled by this discovery because this victim was obviously male. The DNA was tested again, this time using swabs from a different manufacturer. And this time, none of the DNA matched the woman with no face. This led police to a shocking discovery. The swabs they had been using for the past eight years had all been contaminated. Oh my God. What? No. Yep. Wh- who was the swab? New so, guy. Oh gosh. <laughs> that so, guy lost his job so hard. Oh. Upon further investigation, the woman without a face was finally given one. She was a worker at one of the packaging companies for the swabs. And although she was careless, she was not a serial killer. Oh, my God. According to Crime Magazine, the costs of the contaminated tests altogether came out to approximately $14 million that had now been wasted. Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember how I thought how pissed those German authorities were before? Oh, oh yeah. it's tenfold now. Oh, Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, they... uh. They determined that their facility and the facility in France were using the same batch of swabs. So that's why all those crimes in France had been connected to all the crimes in Germany. That's why it looked like she was moving. Oh, so she wasn't even the phantom wasn't even moving. No, they just had the same swabs. The phantom is now genderless. Well, this swab worker (laughs) could have been connected to so many Oh, God, don't touch any cotton swabs. Oh, my gosh. So because I've quoted this article from Crime Magazine so much throughout the story, I thought I would leave you with a quote from them. It says, If a lesson is to be learned from the Phantom of Heilbronn and with so much effort and money wasted, one would hope a lesson might be at hand. It is perhaps that we should temper our current infatuation with forensic science with a little common sense. It seems instructive that so many trained professionals would sooner... Posit. What? Is that a word? 
Posit is a word, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Would sooner posit the presence of a transsexual gypsy addict serial killer than wonder if someone somewhere had made a simple mistake. Oh, well, now that you say transgender gypsy serial killer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That seems a little far-fetched. But so they never, we don't know who the Phantom of Heelbron is? No, because it could have been all separate people. So it's probably more likely that the first the first two that looked the same, the first two scenes that looked the same were connected. Well, maybe, and then, maybe not because they were... Because of the swabs. But they were also 93, 94, 95, 96, 97. Seven years apart. Yeah, but you could have... But you know what I'm seven saying? Seven years like, is not like a an unseen kind of thing. But the... The similarities in the case are, are really strange to me. Yeah. In those two, at least. Everything else That's is true. just like, okay, throw that all out. Because, I mean, obviously, she or he wasn't involved in the, like, cop thing or the two brothers murder or right. anything. So, oh, my God. That's crazy. <sighs> it's crazy because, like, I'm sure they... there's still a guy over in Germany that's like, oh, fuck cotton swabs like he just doesn't use them anymore because he's so pissed oh my gosh yeah and like Ah. there's probably people out there that have not been caught because they took this false lead from this contaminated instrument for oh so long that there are people getting away with these murders and there's no justice for these families because of this contaminated and it took them so long to figure it out yeah i mean now there's there's like no chance right so Right. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, that's my my case of the Phantom of wow. Heelbron. Isn't that crazy? That's so crazy. I was going to say it was a terrible story, but, like, terrible in the way, like, like that sucks. Yeah. Not like, that was a good, I was riveted, man. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, my gosh. They still haven't. Uh, I got, I'm not going to lie, I got kind of psyched when it was a female's DNA. Because mm-hmm. that's not. That's not. Typical. Who you would expect, right? Yeah. Wow. That was insane. Heck yeah, dude. I did have a thought in the middle there that I did want to tell you. Yeah. Have you watched Court Cam yet? No, I haven't. Okay. A&E doesn't sponsor us, but they should. (laughs) But like, so if you like live PD, it's the same guy. It's Dan Abrams that like narrates you through the court cases. And there's some really crazy stuff. Like a lot of it is, it's either fights or obscenities or somebody running away there's really only three things it could be it's still in a courtroom yeah but most of the time it's like somebody that like they do larry nasser who like molested all those gymnastics people and that dad lunged at him and then there's another father that lunged at a serial killer because like they didn't hear all of it Mm -hmm. and then in court they hear all of the gory details and they're like oh my god what happened with the one i watched today was the serial killer he mutilated the bodies, and I forgot his name. Michael Madsen. That's okay. his name. Wait, N- I would literally know. know somebody named Michael Madsen. Um, yeah, he's in our fantasy league. <laughs> Wait, yeah, but it's not so that terrifying. guy. Are you sure? Uh, I swear that was his name. <laughs> I swear it was. It's oh not It's not God. this Michael Madsen that's in our fantasy league. It's like a different one. <laughs> They're totally Michael different races. Michael Madsen, if you're listening. Are you Sorry, bro. <laughs> you're really good at fantasy football, and you definitely didn't murder anybody. You didn't Except win. Except for me because I came in seventh and Shelby because she I came in eighth. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was like, oh, John was like, we're playing for the Sacco, which is like the league's last place trophy. It's a yeah. bull scrotum. So like 
We don't get a trophy, but we definitely lost. Um, but he turned to look at this guy as he was giving his victim impact statement, and the murderer smirked at him. And he lost his goddamn mind. Oh. He jumped across that table and, like, tried to beat up this guy. But that guy, like, the murderer had a face that was like, I'm going to smirk. I'm going to smirk. <sighs> like, he had one of those asshole faces. Yeah. Ugh. I hate that. He's awaiting, like, execution on death row. Oh, but, oh, my God. Come it's... on, Mike Madsen. God. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I'm wrong with his name, I apologize. Imagine. Actual Michael Madsen. But... <laughs> That's so funny. Imagine you're completely wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait, now I'm paranoid that I'm completely wrong. Hold on. <laughs> Um, what are we? Oh, I know what we're going to do for our caboose. Okay. So CNN has this, uh, total recall thing that they're doing, which is how well do you remember the 2010s? I'll get back to Michael Madsen at some point. Well, mm, we don't whatever. even need to. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, and there are six categories, but I think we're going to go with the sixth, yeah. which is the culture quiz. The culture quiz. So let's see how good our 2010s culture knowledge is. Yeah. Here we go. In the winter of 2010, Paul Bear Vasquez enchanted the internet when he shared a video he recorded of an awe-inspiring blank. Baby bear, snowy mountain, albino alligator, or double rainbow? Oh, double rainbow. Double yeah. rainbow all the way across the sky. Yeah. Yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. To date, the double <laughs> rainbow video has racked up more than 46 million views Holy on YouTube moly. and inspired countless auto-tune remixes. Yeah. <laughs> Although I will say I've seen a bunch of double rainbows since then. Like they're not uncommon. I know, but I, I think, think it was fun just because that guy was so excited. About yeah. It. He was really excited. Double rainbow all the way across the sky. <laughs> I mean, it sounded like the first time I watched it, I was like, and then the auto-tune was already out. I was like, did he like mean to set himself <laughs> up for an auto-tune? Because anyway, number two, in the summer of 2011, teens across the globe took pictures of themselves laying horizontally in precarious <gasps> positions as part of the phenomenon known as planking. Yeah. Oh my God. The was other choices were T-bowing. I was going to say T-bowing <laughs> was when well, you would like pretend to pray, right? You would like kneel. Yeah. And, and like, your, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, Tim Tebow just makes me laugh. <laughs> it says, while the official origin of the planking trend is hotly contested, celebrities from Big Boy to Justin Bieber got in on the trend and it was even featured in an episode of The Office. I remember that episode. Yeah. I loved it so much. <laughs> yeah. Number That's three, in the summer of 2012, a botched restoration of a century old fresco of blank became an instant internet meme. Jesus Christ, an unnamed monk, St. Peter or St. Thomas. Here, I'll show you what it looks like. I have no idea what this It honestly is. looks like a mole to me, so I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> Wait, I've never seen that before. Me neither. I I'm going to... Let's go with an unnamed monk. Oh, my God. It was Jesus Christ. Is that supposed <laughs> to be Jesus? Yeah. Oh, no. It, it earned the moniker Monkey Jesus. Right. Now, it, now yeah. it looks like Monkey Jesus. Yeah, I guess it does. Huh. I missed that one, apparently. So in the beginning of 2013, thousands of people uploaded videos of themselves and friends dancing to the iconic earworm, Bad Romance, Let It Go, The Harlem Shake, or Don't Stop Believing. Oh, The Harlem Shake. Yeah, which then promptly disappeared. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> it apparently stayed at the top of Billboard's Hot 100 for five weeks. Oh, but Probably only because of that trend. Oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't a very good song. 
Oh, this one's going to be easy. In the summer of 2014, celebrities from Bill Gates to Oprah Winfrey took turns dumping cold water on their heads as part of the ice bucket challenge to raise money for ALS. Yes. I don't understand how that like raised money for ALS. It was like, I guess, awareness, maybe. It apparently raised $115 million. Huh. I did it too, but I didn't get any. But I didn't donate anything because it's no. like you nominate people and then if inst- if they don't want to do it, then they have to donate, right? Isn't that the thing? Yeah. But I don't think anybody that I nominated donated. So they you're just like, didn't do it. Although this is a great, like. It's great for awareness. And now I know I'm what ALS is. But myself instead. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. You ready for this one? Yeah. In February of 2015, the world was torn apart as friends, family, and neighbors argued over the color of the dress. It turns out the actual colors were gold and yellow, white and black, blue and black, or black and gold. I think it was blue and black. It was blue and black. And some people saw white and gold. I saw blue and black, I think. I think I also saw blue and black, but uh, the picture of the mysterious dress was first posted on Tumblr and eventually took over all social media. But the company that makes the dress confirmed that it is, in fact, blue and black. I don't know why people saw the other color. I remember seeing it like once or twice when I was like scrolling and like the meme was somewhere. And if you scrolled by it really fast, like I could I, for a second, I was like, oh, white and gold. And then I looked at it and I was like, oh, it's blue and black. I don't know what it is it's about science that makes people see. Yeah, I don't know. It was it was really strange. In May 2016, Candace Payne reminded us all of the simple joys in life when she recorded her reaction to a blank mask she bought at Kohl's. Chewbacca. Yeah. <laughs> her Facebook video has received a whopping 177 million views and was the most watched Facebook live video in 2016. Yeah, I believe it. I think that was like kind of the start of people using Facebook live and like posting videos on Facebook. Oh, Yeah. I yeah. still don't use it. I know. I, I don't even, <laughs> but I use Facebook for memes. That's all I use it for. Yeah. <laughs> Same. In April 2017, Pepsi pulled a controversial ad starring Kendall blank. Jenner. Right? Yeah. It was accused of appropriating the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't think I even saw this. The ad was accused by many of using social justice to sell soda and even elicited a response from one of Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughters. Oh, my God. Yeah, I remember that. Because he sucks. She, Drink Coke. She, like, walked up to the police officers during, like, a rally or something and offered them a Pepsi to, like... I swear I've never seen this ad. Oh, it was, like, all of them being, like, Black Lives Matter. And she, like, walks out of the crowd, I believe, and gives the police officer a Pepsi. And they're, like, oh, we're all friends now. That would only happen if you handed them a Coke. Like a Mexican sugar <laughs> Coke. That's that. But it's like, I, th- I, I don't know exactly what everyone was enraged about. I would assume that it's that like, that it was using Pepsi is not going to fix the Black Lives Matter movement. I think that people were upset because it was using the movement to sell Pepsi. Yeah, that's also you can just address the like Coke does a really good job of addressing. Actually, I haven't seen any really good issues. There are some advertisers that do a really good job of just like addressing the issues. Yeah. And then they're like apple yeah, or whatever they're showing yeah, 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 yeah. you know what i mean but yeah you're right I don't, you're, I, there's a lot wrong with it this is another question that you're gonna finish before i get to it oh my god can we um on april 15th 2017 my over birthday one million people tuned into a zoo's live stream to watch <gasps> april the giraffe yeah give birth to oh who's her first son uh 
Is it like Giv- it's like Giovanni, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, the first Giovanni, one. Yeah, we met her. It's no big deal. Yeah, we did. We fed her. There's a picture of me on Instagram with kissing her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We fed them carrots. Fun <sighs> fact: they can see orange. So if you wear orange, you're gonna get eight. <laughs> you're gonna get eight. <laughs> that's she that's what they beautiful. said. Beautiful. You remember that woman that was like this little girl wore orange pants and she literally bit the orange pants <laughs> <laughs> yeah remember colton colton if you're listening he follows me on Instagram. Uh, colton colby right yeah what a name he introduced us to a sloth and it was the best day of my life he's an amazing zookeeper yeah and he has a he has a pretty great instagram i wouldn't say awesome because he doesn't like update it that much and i i want to see more pictures of animals like my sloths um can you put monroe on there please oh monroe is the best sloth the other two were kind of like oh so anyway, in May 2018, a confusing audio recording completely fractured the internet into two camps. Team blank versus team blank. Yellow and Lauren. Yeah and low. Yanni and Laurel. White and gold. <clears throat> I've never heard of this, so. Wait, can you repeat the question? Yeah. So in May 2018, a confusing audio recording oh, completely yeah, 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 fractured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what it is? Laurel and Yanni. Um. Yeah, the yeah. auditory illusion. Yeah, it was that. Um, like some people hear it's kind of like the black and and blue. Oh, it's just some a- people hear Laurel and some people hear Yanni, and it has to do with like the frequency. And I remember, like, because there's that street right near where my apartment is called Laurel Street, mm-hmm. and nathan's family was visiting and they're like oh my god laura it's like yanni street and they <laughs> took pictures on their oh Snapchat. i think you told me about that but i didn't really grasp what it was about yeah. okay and i felt so bad for everybody named laurel during that time because you know that they just got called yanni all the time oh <laughs> sorry laurels yeah that was a strange science thing too this these things are these cultural things are just weird we're a weird culture you guys yeah Oh, this is this year, and this is easy. In July 2019, thousands of people RSVP'd to a Facebook event pledging to storm blank to see them aliens. Oh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Area Area 51? Yeah, Yeah. I knew you'd get there. Oh, my God. 3,000 people showed up. Did they? I I didn't ever hear, like, the resolution of this. People actually went? Apparently, 3,000 people showed up in September. The aliens weren't present. Obviously. They're smarter than that. <laughs> you this is the last question. On us? Okay. In November 2019, Hearts Across the World melted after blank made its debut in the new Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. Baby Yoda. Yeah. Baby yeah. Yoda. Frankly, so I don't see it. Like, I don't get it. I mean, he's cute, but, like, every time Disney comes out with a new cute Star Wars animal, I'm like, that's marketing. Yeah. And... They're just going to sell a cute plush. Oh, yeah. Um. Also, like, the way they call it Baby Yoda, I literally thought it was Yoda, but it's, like, not actually Yoda. Yeah, it's just another one of his species. Yeah. But it's pissing me off. It's... <laughs> I mean, I haven't <laughs> watched The Mandalorian. I only watched two episodes, and John's always like, let's watch The Mandalorian. I'm like, but... All of Kim Possible is available on Disney. Plus. I don't <laughs> so know why, why you would, would I bother. Also, I remembered Phil of the Future. <gasps> I know Phil of the Future. I used yeah. it to watch uh, of his and Cody recently. Oh, <laughs> honey, that. you missed Auburn big time. 
<laughs> Still, the thing that's the takeaway is the um the bellboy's name. I hear that oh, a lot. Esteban Julio Ricardo Montoya de Rosa Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, and the one where she's like, "Oh, the Prindle," and he's um, like, "Oh, should we turn on the radio? Do you want am or fm?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, i love really you good. mr mosby oh. right that's his name yeah oh my god okay all right so do you want to tell us where they can contact us yeah you can email us at deaddrunkpod at gmail.com you can slide into our dms on instagram at deaddrunkcrime you can even tweet us at deaddrunkcrime we don't tweet a lot but you can do it yeah. um you can check out our blog posts and comment on there at deadrunk.home.blog yeah it's pretty lit you can also listen to the episode right there but you can also find it on spotify and all the other podcasty things heck yeah and you can buy merch yeah that'll be linked in our show notes i think that's it i think that's it too we did that efficiently today wow i love that for us yay okay we're uh, so professional (laughs) we're looking forward to being more professional in 2020 my resolution is to be more more professional more professional and to give you guys such great episodes yeah. that you want a patreon we're gonna give you the content you didn't ask for but that you deserve oh yeah this is not <laughs> the, this is the content that gotham deserves yes all right okay, bye so, mom bye mom <laughs>